Life Uncut podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This episode is recorded on Gadigal land of the Aurora Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Life Uncut. I'm Laura. And I'm Brittany. And this is our not supposed to be here because we're supposed to be on holiday sneaky Thursday Ask Uncut edition. Well, we did take Tuesday episode off this week <laughs> and then we thought, you know what, it wouldn't be a Life Uncut holiday if we didn't continue to work a little bit. And we... Wow, we fucking love doing Ask Uncut. So we thought we'd get together and get a little saucy, sexy episode ready and rearing before we actually went on holidays. It's funny you should say that because last night I went for a little walk from my house to get some dinner. So I was on Bondi Road. And it was thriving. It was heaving. Heaving? Do people still say that? Who am I? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I, when I say heaving, I usually say it in conjunction with vomiting. Yeah. I was heaving. <laughs> I think I used to say heaving like 15 years ago. Like the club was heaving. It was fully sick. Anyway, it was thriving. There were people everywhere really enjoying their life. I had a migraine, so I was not enjoying my life. I was just going to get some dinner and some panadol. Anyway, <laughs> that just got so depressing. So, no. oh, Brittany's having the best holiday ever, guys. She had a she had a migraine and a yeah. panadol and a great old time and a margarita and a bottle of wine. And you do not mix your wine with now your panadol. We know <laughs> where the migraine came from. But the group of girls out the front, and as I was walking down, they started like screaming at Delilah. They fangirled Delilah. They loved Delilah. But we got chatting, and I said, "Oh yeah, we're actually going on holiday this week." And they all started to laugh. Now, and they were like, "Oh look, we listened." Like, we're big fans of the podcast, but let's be real. You're not really going to go on a holiday, are you? And I said, what do you mean? And they're like, every time you guys say that you're taking a week or two off, we ended up tuning in going, all right, well, here's a bonus episode. And I said, oh, funny you should say that. No, we refuse. Here we are. You can't get rid of it. We're scared that maybe if we take a whole week off, you'll go find somebody else to love. Ah, we've got FOMO. We have, we have like, you know, we're, we're codependent on you all. But also on that, Brit is actually, she's leaving tomorrow to go to Thailand. Unless a touch wood, unless I get COVID overnight, which if I have lasted two years without COVID and I get it, then I'm for Thailand, I'm going to cry. What are you, oh yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to do something. I'm like, what are you going to do? Well, do you know what the thing is actually? Stay inside. This is pretty sneaky of Thailand. So you know how everywhere else that you go traveling, well, I mean, it's all country to country. You know how you have to do your PCR test here in Australia to see if you can get on the plane? Yeah, well, yeah. I, no, because I haven't been overseas. But, like that, well, but yes. that's what it is. If you go any, like, even when we're going on domestic flights in Australia, until long, not long ago, you had to do your test here. And if you were positive, you can't get on the plane, which is great because that's what's like a super spreader. Thailand don't make you test before you get there, but they make you test when you're there. And that's it's pretty sneaky because it means like you're already there. And then if you test positive, they're like, oh, well, got to throw you into quarantine for three grand. Well, hopefully you're staying in a nice hotel though. So then if you do get stuck in quarantine, at least like maybe there's an outdoor area, a balcony. No, because it's not your quarantine. You go into government 
quarantine. Oh. So I don't think it's going to be a luxury five-star hotel with a pool in, in Thailand hotel quarantine. Imagine if that was your holiday. Do you know what, though? I did read that if you're getting to the airport, you need to leave at least two hours because apparently we've all forgotten how to fly. We're not getting our laptops out at, at security. We're not getting our phones out. We're not, like, leaving our aerosol cans. I don't even know which bag you leave your aerosol can in. But I also think that maybe it's because the airports are hugely understaffed because they fired everybody and now they are scrambling to get back to capacity. This is like a running joke with Sherry and I. I mean, you guys, if you guys are long-term listeners, you know my sister Sherry and I did a lot of travel together. We went around the world for three years, a lot of countries, a lot of cities, a lot of flights. If I added up, I wouldn't want to add up the flights. And if you are new to the podcast, the reason why Brittany was doing this is because she was running away from her responsibilities in life. (laughs) I do that all the time. Or whenever something goes bad, when Jordan and I just broke up I was like I'm moving overseas yeah. Laura's like no and I'm like I'm doing it I'm going wait we had a work meeting the other day with our bosses from radio and halfway through the work meeting at radio like like sitting there in front of the big bosses like the, the head boss the head. Britt goes oh yeah I'm thinking I'm gonna move to LA and I was like well this is the first I've fucking heard about it when are you moving to LA Brittany she's like well I would move next week if I could and I was like great maybe we can have this conversation not in front of our boss I was like nothing's gonna change I, we can still be in a relationship it's just long distance <laughs> Imagine your work colleague telling you you're going to do long distance whilst they're also telling your boss. Anyway, anyway she's um, not moving to LA, everybody. What I, I mean, where am I, Laura? You're not. We'll talk about it off air. No, so what, what my point I was getting at is that after all this travel that I have done and it's this running joke with my sister and I, I will still get to the security line and it's I don't have my shit together. Something, I've either left like some pointy object, not a knife, but something in there that's not allowed in there or there's an aerosol can or I get there and they pull a bottle of water out. They're like, you know, you can't have water. And I'm like, I don't know. Sheridan's like, how have you done this? You have been to nearly 60 countries now. How are you still getting to the airport and you don't know what to put through? Imagine what I'm going to be like now. Imagine after some time off on top of that. You are literally the reason that people are waiting two hours. You are obnoxious travelling. I I have to pull out my nunchucks. I have to pull out my samurai sword. He's like, what do you mean I can't take a gun on the plane? Says who? (laughs) Okay, I wanted to bring, before we get into your spicy questions, and we do have some spicy ones today because the reason why we didn't want to leave it for two weeks is because the questions just surmount so quickly and if we don't keep doing these ask gun cuts then they're gone forever into the nether well i mean that's not why i do it i want to do it because i'm all about helping the people okay i can't let people sit for two weeks with their problems unsolved i don't want the life admin (laughs) anyway heroes wear capes guys before (laughs) we get into it there is something i read actually it's a bit of a tiktok trend you know that's where we love to get our hard-hitting articles from but there is a woman and i think that we can all take a little leaf out of her book there is a woman who on tiktok has gone viral because she went on 16 consecutive dates and i'm talking like one day after another day after another day (laughs) with a different man each time and it wasn't because she was interested in finding herself a lover it's because she was so poor at university she was trying to find a man to pay for her dinner every night (laughs) this is genius is it though well i mean what what were the rules around it was she going out to source these dates were they coming to her where did she find them so i'm just gonna give you a bit of an overview her name is macau brock and she shared a short video on tiktok with the text over it saying in college when i ran out of money for food i went on a dating app and for 16 days straight i had 16 dinner dates in a row because girls gotta eat (laughs) literally I think this is brilliant. So her rules were that she never asked a guy out for a date. It was only if a guy had asked her out for a date and she was con- like she was sure that they were going to pay for wherever he was taking her. Okay, girl, what's your secret? Because how are you getting asked out on a date every day? How have you got 16 people in a row 
I reckon I've had one this year. I like that that's where your mind goes to. See, for me, I would Because prefer... I know the logistics. I know how hard it is to get a good date. She's just lining them up left, right and centre. But I think that's the thing. I don't think that they were good dates. I don't think the purpose of the date was the company. The purpose of the date was the meal. But my thought on this is like... Yes, I understand. I can fully relate to having financial troubles when I'm at university. I think I was exactly like I remember sitting at my desk at work and eating tuna and packet rice and five bean. And I'd mix the three things together and I ate that every single day with some crackers because I was so freaking university poor at the time. But the amount of effort that goes in to sitting in a date with someone who you don't want to date just to get a free meal, that is a level of effort I will never have in my body. No, I could do that. <laughs> I'm thinking back to my uni days and I was like, there was some touch and go moments. There was a bit of Devon. There was, there was a lot of tuna. I think if you look, if you put a positive spin on it, right, they're not going to be a penguin. Maybe they are. Maybe she's like, do you know what? Maybe at the end of the day I'll meet someone really great and go on another date. Maybe the 16 dates turn into 32 dates. I think she's being really smart. She's probably learning something. They're probably all bringing something new to the table. You know, it's great to meet new people. She's getting a good feed. If she's smart, she'd be going to the all-you-can-eat buffet and putting something in. I she's like too. asking if we can go to Sizzler. Yeah, she's like, can we go to Pizza Hut all-you-can-eat? And she puts something in it, like a container for the next day. Do you do that when you stay at a hotel? Do you steal stuff in the breakfast buffet? No, I mean, not as a grown woman. <laughs> but I lived in a van in England for a while. <laughs> Of course you did. I know. Too. So I lived in a van, but not a van. I, I, guys, I can't even explain this. Don't picture this like fun, loving, free gypsy life that's traveling around. I lived in a van that was like just a tiny little removalist van, no windows, a wooden floor. This wasn't built to travel in. It was built to like put a table in and, and move furniture. And I'm not talking a big van. It probably was when I put my sleeping bag in it, I could only just fit. Like, How long did you live in a van A couple for? of months. Why? Where did you wash and shower and eat? I went to camping grounds and stuff. Wow. <laughs> anyway. I, I used to go to university with someone who I was quite good friends with at the time and they would live out of their car but they, would, they had a gym membership, which was pretty cheap because it was a student gym membership at the uni. And they would have their shower and everything at the gym and then they would just eat on campus. But they well, lived out of their car. This was when I used to surf a lot and uh, we were going to camping grounds. And I, I would surf, so I'd be in the water. And you would, there's always like bathrooms and stuff and showers. So sometimes when there wasn't even a proper shower, I, w- I would just literally be that person that showers on the, on the beach shower. I'd have my soap and I'd have my egg. <laughs> anyway, the point of this story is when I was living in the van with no windows and no bed, I used to go to these pizza huts and over in England, they had other types of like all you can eat kind of stuff. And I used to take it. I got a container from like a cheapo shop, $2. I used to take it and I used to smuggle it and fill it with food. So I would oh, eat, yeah. I'd eat my dinner and then I'd take, but I couldn't reheat it. So it was cold because I lived in a van. So I would take it and eat it cold the next day. And I just ate pizza hut for months because I couldn't afford anything else. How good were the bacon bits though? Oh, that was Sizzler. Anyway, <laughs> back to this girl. Let's Okay. The one thing about this though that I think is slightly problematic. The internet is divided. Is it unkind to use somebody just to get a free meal, knowing full well that you're not interested in them at all and leading them on for that date? It's not It's not great, no. But do we know she wasn't interested though? Yeah, she wasn't interested. She wasn't uh. going for quality over quantity. It was quantity over quality because she just wanted a guy to pay for her meals. I think it's a bit bloody mean, but at the yeah. same time, I'm like, if you're going to go to that much effort, then you pretty much deserve a meal out of it. I mean, that is like, as much as we can laugh, that is different. If she knows that she had absolutely zero interest, then it's it's not, it's funny, but it's not cool. It's not nice to them at all. But if there, if she was waiting for the people to ask her out that she had an interest in, I think that's okay. 
She definitely had no interest and it was all about the food because, as you said, girls got to eat. Don't you remember? This reminds me. We spoke about this, but, I mean, we've done nearly 300 episodes, so you might not remember. There's a good chance. We spoke about this probably over a year ago about the Japanese man, the 39-year-old Japanese man, and he was arrested because what he was doing was going on dates with women and then getting into serious relationships with them, but multiple at a time, like 16, 17 at a time. He told them all as soon as he got into the relationship, he got in really quickly. Like he's like, I really want to be with you. I love you or whatever. As soon as he got into the relationship, he would tell them his birthday. He changed his birthday. His, his birthday was always like a month away. And he got all these really expensive presents and then cashed them in and then would go to the next girlfriend. He got charged. He got charged for fraud. He got charged <laughs> for faking his birthday at the end of the day. But it, No, it was fraud. He yeah, actually got charged for I know, fraud. But for fraud de- for, Jake, his- <laughs> for defrauding these women out of thousands of dollars for birthday presents. And he just kept saying it was my birthday next month. I mean. How do you keep up with that? Until one day he slipped up and someone was like, hang on a minute. One thing I think that we can all agree on is that his love language was gifts and her love language <laughs> was food. Yes, 100%. All right, well, I feel like we could talk about this forever, but that is not why you were here. We have picked out some saucy questions for you guys today and we are doing our absolute best to answer them. So let's get into question number one. This is like a little bit opposite to what most people's problem is. So I'm interested to see what you think. My question is, what do I do if a guy lasts too long? Yes, you heard that right, people. Too long. I've recently started Mm. seeing a guy and I really like where it's going. But when we have sex, it lasts a really fucking long time to the point where I orgasm once or twice before he even does. Now, this might seem like every woman's dream, but I feel guilty. sounds like a fucking nightmare. I feel guilty and sometimes it just hurts. I just don't enjoy it anymore. What do you think about this? What do I do? How do I broach it? I think that this, like we spend so much time talking about men who don't last long enough. I feel sorry for the, the women out there win. who are being pounded into the ground. Pound town. Literally, pound town. But far, like pound, past pound town into like. Yeah, like pound cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> from, from pound town to pound cemetery. R.I.P. I once dated a guy, not to get into a personal story, but you know, we love one here, who was like a jackhammer, 45 minute jackhammer. Oh yeah, standard. It was the worst. It was the worst 45 minutes to an hour of my life. Like you and can't like, walk after he's like, Bruce. But like f- to no avail, like I would have come in the first seven minutes and then it's 40 minutes of just being pounded. But did he, <laughs> did he, was there any like position change? Oh yeah, we would change things up, but it was just always like bang, 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 and I was like, "How are you not coming yet?" Like, uh, we like just I did all the it. theatrics. I was like, Can I, "Maybe I don't know." I, I, okay, my number one suggestion to you is like, if you were with a guy who lasts a really, really long time, invest in some good quality lube. Like, instead of just laying there and taking it until you turn into sandpaper, <sighs> first things first is you need some lube. That's your best friend. <laughs> I don't know what you do. This hasn't happened to me. I have never been in a situation where someone just annihilated me and, I, and doesn't end. Really? You've never had sex? You've no, never maybe had I, maybe sex? Maybe I'm just that good. <laughs> <laughs> Spread it. Daily Mail, pick it up. <laughs> it no. has nothing to do with like how I'm good joking. you are at sex. Yes, it does. Yeah, no. it's exactly the only thing. There, there are just some guys who are just like not that stimulated or not overly. It takes them a really long time to get to it. I also think, and this is something that maybe could be worth a conversation. There are some men who think that they're supposed to last a really, really long time, who think that it's supposed to be an ultra sex marathon. Most women don't want to have sex for an hour unless they have like, unless you have decided, yes, we're going to make a real night of this sexy time. I would say that most people don't walk into sex 
hoping that it's going to take an hour. Well, what could be happening is if you are taking a leaf out of Laura's book and you're like, I was bringing in theatrics. I was trying to make it great. He's probably like, she's fucking loving it. Like, yes. I'll just keep going. And, and some guys can actually, and I know this because I've spoken to Matt about it. Some guys can actually like stop themselves from coming. So then they can go longer and then they'll keep. And How obviously like that? the more that they stop themselves or they, they prolong that orgasm, the more that the orgasm that they finally has is like fucking phenomenal. But like, if that is at the detriment to your poor vagina turning into a worn down piece of sandpaper, I think that you can maybe have a conversation, which is like manage expectations. If you are going to start having sex, be like, Oh God, is this going to be not saying don't say, don't say, Oh, oh God, God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> crying (laughs) just managing each person's expectations like explain or maybe just say to him oh like I just really want to have a quickie and then see what he says and see if it is a quickie because he might think that you want to have sex for 45 minutes I think you can be really I mean like controversial but I think you can be really honest in this situation you're seeing him you're in them if you're in the middle of sex and it's hurting you no one should ever have to be doing that I would say that I would literally say hey are you going to come are you going to be able to wrap this up soon? I was like, because you know this is starting to hurt now. I would just be, I would just be honest because he's. Okay, you he's can't know. In the middle of sex, are you saying that you would just yes. roll over and be like, "Hey, are you going to come soon?" Because yes. it's starting to hurt. Yep, I would say, "Are you going to come soon?" Because sometimes it's not going to happen. Sometimes for guys, it's the same as girls. Very, like, I think it happens for women more. I think it's, I generally speaking, I think it's probably easier for men to come. But sometimes maybe they've come too many times that day. Maybe they've masturbated, whatever. Maybe it's not going to happen for them in that moment and they just keep going. So maybe if you just say to them, hey, are you, do you think you're going to come soon? Because I've come twice. I'm ready. I'm ready to wrap it up. Yeah, I think you just say that because if people aren't armed with information and this is in any aspect of life, how can you make a decision for that situation if you don't know? <laughs> if he thinks you are having the time of your life, he's going to keep going. But if he's like, oh, she wants to finish, he might be able to finish in two minutes. He might be holding off for you. Totally. There's nothing worse than laying on your back, staring at the ceiling, trying to moan convincingly and for a lot, ki- like for like 20 <laughs> minutes past when it should have ended. A hundred percent. I said, it comes back to the same thing. I think honesty is the best policy. Can I say on one thing that you did just say, Britt, which I think cannot be overlooked in this, maybe he is masturbating when you're not around. And like, we do know that the more a guy actually ejaculates, the longer it can then take him to get to orgasm the next time. So like if he's only just maybe given himself a hand job that morning or that afternoon, and then you guys are going to have sex, that could be part and parcel as to why it's taking him so long to actually come. So maybe- And heaps of guys do that. Because they want to last longer. Yeah, because they don't want to go and have sex with a girl they really like and last two minutes. So I, I have so many male friends that, are, and I'm, I'm, you know, partners in the past, so I've said that they're like oh yeah you'll always jack off before you go on a hot day like you because you don't want to go in the last two seconds also like I think if it just is the case that he is somebody who lasts a really long time and it's becoming tiresome for you there's usually something that will get your partner off quickly whether it's like you know I don't know something that you can whisper in the ear whether it's it's there's usually something that will what get you, them over the what line what do you whisper to Matt Laura when you want to wrap it up <laughs> It's been seven minutes. Um, We're like, I'll give you a blowjob next week if you finish this right now. Or also that's another option, right? Like you don't have to get to the finish line by having sex. Like you can finish off by giving him a blowy, by a wristy or whatever. If he's not going to come, imagine you get locked jaw. You can't go and give a blowjob. If he's not going to come in sex, it's like RIP, good luck. I do want to say though that I think that this is a very relatable question. I know, Brittany, you have never experienced this, but I am going to bet my life that there are so many women out there listening to this who have had sex 
with somebody who just takes too long. And it's almost as bad, if not worse, than someone who doesn't take long enough. A hundred percent. But what's your answer? My answer is just to honesty is the best policy. Yes, I think honesty is the best policy, but then I think there are a few other things that you do as well. Uh, can I just say as well, it, Lots it, of loop. it's definitely an education thing. So if people aren't taught something or, or it's never spoken about, they're not going to know. And what I mean by that is there will be a lot of men out there that think the more times a woman can come, the better. But it's not necessarily like that for everyone. Like you, you say you can come one or two times and then you and the second time is still great, but come the third time, A, it's not going to happen again, B, it's getting uncomfortable. Yeah. But if you don't tell him that, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's go again. How many times can I make you come? He doesn't know that all of a sudden it changes for you. And some people can have like infinite number of orgasms, like all the power to you. But for me, if I ever get to number two, I am wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I am done. That is shut down for business. Oh, no, nah, see, I could go to probably four. Four orgasms. Yeah. I could, yeah, yeah. And in in what period of time? In the same session. Wait, like an hour, half an hour. Like, how many yeah, times yeah. is he going to get you to four? Fifteen minutes? No, he no, he would only go once. Wait, in one back to back sex session, you can have four orgasms. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, average three. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty lucky. Average wow. three, but four has been my. I think four has been my record. That is impressive. Yeah, when when you hit the spot. <laughs> All right, let's get into question number two. I feel like this one has some similarities to the number one question. So I thought I would bring this one hot and ready and rearing off the back of it. Okay, I've been with my boyfriend for a few years now, but we were kept apart due to COVID for a year. Before this, the sex was well and truly on fire. It was amazing and I was loving it. Since, however, we have been reunited, which was almost a year ago now, he has trouble playing the long game. From from too long to not long enough. And typically, as soon as he puts it in, he literally can't move because he will finish immediately. I'm a thirsty girl and I have been known to hit double digits with my orgasms when I'm with him in the past. I really miss this. I really miss our sex life. He is perfect in every other way possible, but I don't know if this is going to fulfill me long term. What do I do? Can I have a conversation with him about this? How do I bring it up with him without completely destroying his self-esteem? You can't. You can. <laughs> I'm joking. Of course you can, but he's going to be devoted. But the thing is. Did you say devoted? I know. How wow. old am I? I feel like I've gone back in time. I've been saying bro and devoted lately. I don't Just know what's happened. becoming more bogan. I don't know what's happened to me. Um, I go through these phases. Anyway, he's going to be devoted for sure because Spewing. no one, no man or woman wants to hear that like they're not pleasing their partner in the bedroom. The fact is he's coming in two seconds. He's aware of that. That's not a secret. He's not doing yeah. that without his own knowledge. So he knows that there is no way you are getting off. He knows that there's no way there's pleasure. So it, it's a bit weird. It's a bit like the elephant in the room. If he's putting it in, coming, and then you just – I can't even imagine the scene. Do you both just roll over and look at the ceiling? How do you not no. – how do you not recognise it? I think the big part of this is like knowing that you can obviously be satisfied – and have a great sex life. It doesn't have to just come down to penetrative sex, right? That doesn't have to be the end goal. And knowing that he is capable of it, but something else has happened amongst the the change, the COVID, like fuck COVID, that was a weird time for everyone. I think it's had some long stemming mental health impacts. And Not that is- long. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but it's, it's impacted people in a lot of totally. ways. And maybe he's got anxiety in his life in other aspects. We've only got a really small snapshot on what's happening in this guy's life from your question. The other part of this is sometimes in sex, I've experienced this before with an ex 
when now it's a problem, you know, like whether you guys have spoken about it or not, like he knows that he's coming pretty much as soon as he's inside you. And he knows that that's different to how it used to be. And then therefore the next time you have sex, instead of thinking about enjoying yourself, taking it slow, getting in the mood, all he's probably thinking is fuck, don't come, don't come, don't fuck, I've came again. You know, it becomes the anxiety around not coming becomes more prevalent in you guys having sex than what actually enjoying it is. And I think that like, that's where the issues stem. I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice by not acknowledging it and not like having a conversation because at least like by then discussing the elephant in the room and not in like a, I'm not satisfied kind of way, but just being like, Hey, you know, is there something that's going on? Do you feel like you're in your head about this? Like, what can we do to take the pressure off the bedroom? So instead of the next time you go into the bedroom to have sex, instead of it being penetrative sex, maybe you go back to ground zero and you just do foreplay. Like you just have oral sex. You just kind of get each other off with your hands and take penetration out of the equation for a little while until he gets to a point where it's not such a big deal. But I think the thing we need to recognize is too that, premature ejaculation is a thing and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something that probably more people than you realize experience. You go and speak to a specialist or a doctor. Like if this is, and from what you've said, this, this is extreme. You've said he literally can't move. He puts it in, he can't move or he'll come. So this isn't just a, like, I'm super horny and can't wait. There's more going on here. And the worst thing you can do is pretend it's not going on and make it like it's an embarrassing thing to go and seek help. It's not embarrassing. There are people going through it all the time and there is help for it. So maybe you just say, hey, like exactly like Laura said, hey, what's going on? Like, let's just chat about this. And and if you need to go and like, if he needs to go and speak to someone, that's okay. But he is going to feed off your energy and the way you feel about it. So if he thinks you're embarrassed and you're awkward and you're not enjoying it and you don't want to talk about it, he's going to feel that as well and it's going to intensify it. But if you just sit down and you're really open about it and say, let's get to the bottom of it, like let's sort this out, let's fucking get back to it, he's going to be more engaged and more likely to go and seek help for it. And I think especially when you when you talk about this from like being in a place where you've had an amazing sex life prior – if it was something that had never existed in your relationship and it was a problem from day one, I would say like, okay, well then this is something that may be a constant in your relationship, something that you have to work through. But this is something that's changed. So there's obviously an impacting factor here and maybe talking it out and like Britt said, going and seeing a specialist and getting to the bottom of it will mean that you can both get down to pound town Woo-hoo! for the appropriate length of time. Yes, without any chafing and without any pain. <laughs> all right, all right. Question number three, am I being unreasonable? Yes. <laughs> or, all right, I think that this is an interesting one. It's a very specific question. Or would most girlfriends think it is not respectful for your boyfriend to put another girl on his shoulders at a festival? <laughs> I was not expecting this that is, question. It's very, very fucking specific. So I've been dating my boyfriend for nearly two years and we are in a loving, committed relationship. However, I feel insecure at times about one of his girlfriends who he used to have a crush on for many, many years in high school and all throughout uni. She never liked him though, so nothing ever happened between them. They are still friends, which I'm okay with, of course, as they are in the same friendship group that I have become a part of. I feel I am quite reasonable. However, I was told that at a festival last weekend, he put her on his shoulders which made me feel really upset and insecure. I'm guessing that she wasn't at the festival. He said it was just a momentary thing and he has constantly reassured me that he feels absolutely nothing for her, but I can't help but feel upset and I feel entirely disrespected that he would even do that. I guess what I'm wondering is, should I be feeling disrespected? Am I overreacting or is this a deal breaker? Definitely not a deal breaker. It's definitely not a deal breaker. Definitely not. Like, no. If you break up over this, like, (laughs) fuck. 
Where do we go from this? Where oh, do I, I feel like- I mean, I think that like having a girl on your shoulders could be deemed as being a bit flirtatious and intimate. Because her vagina's on your neck. On your neck, yes. <laughs> it's like their genitals turn around the other way and you could be going down on her. Yeah, but you just, he's not the exorcist. His neck doesn't spin around in like a 360. Fuck, okay. And he so, doesn't have a mouth on the back of his neck. No, my, my first instinct here is I, I totally understand where your feelings are coming from because they have some sort of connection. Now, whether they actually ever did hook up, whether he had a crush on her, whether she had a crush on him, there's obviously something that's been there in the past. So I get why you would feel uncomfortable, especially because you weren't there. From the outskirts, this to me seems pretty innocent. If you're at a festival, there's people everywhere, there's music, you're happy, you've probably been drinking, the vibe's high. She's still in the friendship circle. I don't think this moment would have been too thought out. I think it would have been very spontaneous. It would have been like everyone else is doing it. Throw me up. He was there available. His shoulders were free. Also, like, he's not going to do it in public around everyone if he thought it was something sinister, you know? Like, there wasn't ill intent in there. Those feelings that you have have also come as a result of your insecurities around knowing that he used to have a crush on her. And he's, you have said, he has made it really, really obvious and he's really reassured you that there's nothing there and it wasn't anything. He didn't even think about it. And I think you need to accept that. Like, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Mm -hmm. That is what I think is happening here. This has the potential to keep snowballing to something huge. And let me tell you, he's going to get exasperated. He's going to be like, for fuck's sake, like, I... Like, to me, this I didn't even think about it. He would have been like, I was there. It was two seconds. Everyone's partying. She jumped on my shit. He probably didn't even think about it again. And I think if you're in a relationship, he has tried to reassure you. You need to accept that. Yeah. Or this is – unless you actually are one of those people that are constantly wanting to fight about stuff, you know, it's not healthy in any relationship. But I would just – take his word for it. And the fact of the matter is she is in their friendship group. So they are going to have interactions from here to there and you need to get to a place where you're okay with it. Unless of course they're like going out one-on-one. That's different. If if you went and had a coffee with her one-on-one and you found out about it, different story. Okay. I think the big thing here for me is like, ask yourself if it had been anybody else, would you be okay with it? Like if it was another girl in the friendship group, would you be okay with it? Or is it random? Yeah. Is it just because you know that back a few years ago, he had a crush on her? Like just because he had a crush on her a few years ago, doesn't mean he has any romantic feelings for her now. Sometimes we just have to, with these sorts of situations go, okay, it doesn't make me feel great. Something about it makes me feel a bit icky, but I'm not going to sabotage my relationship or create a huge issue when he's already done everything he can. He's apologized. He's reassured you. And second to that, sometimes I think, especially when we're jealous, because jealousy is such a fucking blinding emotion when we're, when we're in Very it and we powerful feel it. powerful emotion, jealousy. You can think especially because you're not there. You didn't see how it all went down. You didn't see the tone or the vibe of the situation. Oh, in your head, they probably fucked it behind the demand. Yeah, like you think (laughs) your brain just instantly goes to worst case scenario. Your brain will play tricks on you because that's what jealousy does. And jealousy is an, an emotion that comes when you're fearful of losing something. And it's a really controlling feeling. So I think like instead of trying to keep him in check, where he sounds like he's actually a pretty great guy, just... Think about, okay, where are these feelings coming from? Where are these insecurities coming from? And working on that rather than keeping on bringing this up in your relationship because it is going to not end well. And his reaction for me is a real telltale sign. Like I think that this is something that you need to – he has reacted in a way that you want your partner to react in, which is like, fuck, sorry, like I didn't realise I'm doing everything I can to make you feel good. I promise there's nothing there. Like we didn't think about it. 
if he had turned around to you and said, fuck you, you're so oh, yeah. controlling, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Don't tell me what to do. That's I'd be like, run for the hills. I'm going to do it at the next festival on the weekend. And if he does totally. do it again in the future with the same girl, then of course you're going to be like, well, that is a problem. This is a reoccurring problem. Yeah, but he did what every he his response was what you could only hope for. It was very it seems like very respectful and honest. So I think don't I think you are you're for sure overthinking this. And okay, put yourself again, I love this. Put yourself in the situation. Picture this. You're at a festival He's not there. You're all having fun. There's this big group of people. It's crowded. The music's going. It's your favorite band. Everyone's on each other's shoulders. You're there alone. But there's someone else in the group. It's like, jump up. You would be like, you. what well, chances are? You'd be like, woo. Yes. You wouldn't even think about it. You would jump on. You would have fun. You wouldn't think twice. You'd get off and you'd get on with your day. So, And don't, oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I agree with you completely, Britt. When you put it in that perspective, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But then I also think about it from her perspective. Like, if Matt was at a festival without me and he got a really hot chick to jump up on his shoulder, there would be a little bit of me that was like, oh, that's okay. Like, why did you do that? Do you know what I, mean? I would feel there would, would be a little bit of me, but would that feeling be strong enough for me to like, is it it's a, a deal, deal breaker? breaker. <laughs> I'm leave my fucking, the father of my children because he put a chick on his shoulders at a festival. Yeah. There would be a part of me that would say, Hey, that makes me feel a bit weird. Please don't do that again. And yeah. I would hope that he respected me enough that he just didn't do that again. And that's yeah. the end of it. I'll go to the festival with him next time. <laughs> Anyway, that is it from us. Three short, sharp and sexy little questions. And I know that we are supposed to be on holidays, so we will not be bringing out a Tuesday episode next week. But we are coming back with a first episode. Actually, we, we've done a little bonus episode for next Thursday. So this is our, that's the last week of our, you know, kind of semi-holiday. The Thursday episode is actually going to be a catch up on some of the Ask Uncut questions that we've asked. We've, we've reached out to people and we've gotten their replies based on like where they're at in life, what happened, did they take our advice did they run for the hills yeah just a little just a little tiny follow-up we've been trying to do it for a long time but we always get sporadic answers like sporadic people writing in but we put like a definitive call out we were like stop what you're doing right now if we've answered a question write in and tell us so here it is we thought that being on holiday was a perfect time to drop this for you so you still had some sneaky little content to listen to and that is coming out next thursday which is when we'll be sliding back into your libraries but until then if you want to follow along on instagram it is life uncut podcast you can also jump into the life uncut facebook discussion group which is where all the juicy shit goes down and if you've loved the episode please jump onto apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review please keep sliding into the dms with all your questions funny stories accidentally unfiltered confessionals everything else in between and don't forget to tell your mom tell your dad tell your dog tell your friends and share the love because we love love